I did it. It's about that time you are about to get highly educated with Cannabis Closet Podcast. Podcast with Canna Queen and MJ. This is an adult content show with no limitations on subject, language, or actions. Opinions, views, and expressions may or may not be that of the hosts and their subsidiaries. You are, if you're not sure, don't worry, we'll tell you. Or just take a look at our faces. It's time to get this session started. Thanks for rolling up and showing up. Enjoy the show. Hey. Hi. I stumbled through <laughs> that like a motherfucker. That was hard. You know why? It's because I'm going to have to like mute my computer when I do it because I can hear myself and it's, it's like, yeah. yeah, it's like distracting because yeah. it's coming. The sound is coming from a, a separate place. So it's not this main computer that I'm on. Um, so, Hey, how are you? Hey, we, Hey, we got the, we got, we got the whole like syncing of that working. So we know yeah. it works. We know how to get this done. Like I'm looking at my phone. I'm looking at my computer camera, though. I should be looking at my phone camera because I got a better phone. You got a new phone. You got a new phone. What's up? Um, I got Um, a new car, too. I got to actually, I got to call my. You got a lot of new stuff. You got a new car. You got a new phone. You're on your way to getting a new computer in the very near future. I'm just manifesting that one. Yeah, um, yeah, I gotta write it down. I, I haven't been writing. You know, it's like, yeah. What's up, Nex? Nexus. Nexus is here, like always. We can always count on Nexus. We love you. Yes. We're gonna yeah. be talking about the war on drugs today. Um, it's a very interesting subject that we have on on the books. It's gonna be. It's gonna be. It's it's gonna be. It was. You know. I wanted to do that. I'll do it again. I'll do a little trigger warning again when we get more folks in the, in the comments, but um, it, it, this could be a very triggering show. This could be very emotionally driven show. Yeah. We, we may want to repeat our, uh, you know, as more people come on and as we're yeah. know, talking, we'll, we'll just give another little reminder. We'll definitely that- do another disclaimer before we get into our main topic. How about that? I feel like pretty heavy. Yeah, it's pretty heavy, serious stuff. So definitely uh, have your your preferred way to medicate next. Yeah, definitely medicate for this show because because we can't because we can't cause some anxiety. It's going to cause some anger. It's going to well. Some of us can. Some of us still can't legally do this, which is very disappointing. I swear. A YouTube video of uh, Jay Z and uh, an artist uh, Molly Crabtree. Molly Crouch uh, does the illustration and uh, I didn't get to w- listen to it because uh, we were talking while I was playing it but 
I watched the illustration or, and her artwork when she does like the whole watercolor art going mm -hmm. along with this and it really relates to what we're talking about today that's awesome um if you guys want to hear the full conversation the and you're in my tiktok right now go to solo.to slash cannabis closet 420 we are on twitch youtube facebook live as well cannabis closet 420 we are uh, the show is live right now and we're going to be talking about the war on drugs today it's going to be a very interesting topic there are things that that we found out that we were like what the fuck what the fuck you know like literally what the fuck? And, you know, it, it even with the knowledge of how corrupt our country is. Anyways, we're going to get into that um, a little bit later. But it uh, looks like we don't have any guests introduced today. And our producer is off working on artwork today. So he's not going to be joining us today either because we are in the last steps of getting some artwork done so we can do our product release in the very, very near future. Um, so we're looking forward to that. Um, yeah. What else? <laughs> what else? What, what else do you want to talk about? Yay. Hey, what's up, Des? Uh, we're going to be talking about the war on drugs today. I've said that several times. Welcome to the show. We are going to do a little bit of a trigger warning before we um, start talking about the main subject. Um, but is anything interesting happening on your end before we get into why I'm mad today? <laughs> anything interesting on my end? Yeah. Um, I mean, there's always she something all, interesting going on. She's got on. all the new, new right now. So she got a new car. <laughs> she got a new phone. Got a new car and got a new phone. Also, uh, got reminded that I have this random tomato allergy and my face puffed oh, up like yes. a puffer fish, um, for about that was a week. Crazy. So, um, and it's still slightly, which is why I actually did want to put makeup on today. And I left my makeup bag down at my sister's. And so I was like, uh, and thankfully I have. I'm a hoarder of certain things and I had like pieced together capabilities to so, you know, uh, smooth out the redness, you know, it's red and irritated. Um, so you have, so you have a tomato allergy, but you still eat tomatoes. <laughs> so <clears throat> it was an allergy that developed uh, when I was 30 it, you know, like randomly, and I blame it on antibiotics because I had a, I had this super bad gash on my leg from a work incident and, um, <laughs> and Where were it didn't you working? properly. Um, I was working as a sales, as a sales rep. Um, how'd you get, and, how'd you, uh, how, listen, this conversation is about to get interesting. How did you cut yourself <laughs> as a sales rep? That's not even a dangerous job. So it is, it, it, you, it's more dangerous than you think. So um, we were at a trade show. We had this rolling rack, um, a double wide rolling rack, Answers. and it had a wonky, um, you know, that would fold down and it had one that would, it would also fold out and, you know, not so really it just like pop up. Way. So I take back what I said, I trade we, shows are dangerous. <laughs> we were at a show, you know, we were at a show, we were breaking down and everything and, um, one of the racks, you know, one of the, we were taking the bar off the top. And so the poles that sit this way fell in and it caught my leg and Ooh. created, uh, created like a big ass gash. <clears throat> and so it was fine, cleaned it and I, uh, or scrape, it was a scrape. It started as a scrape. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> and though, so I treat it, I clean it, I bandage it. Yeah. I knew it it. I bandage it. I go on my merry, merry way and <sighs> A few days later, this thing is looking like 
Oh no, it's infected. Bad. So oh. I go to the walk-in clinic. They give me antibiotics, and uh, you know, and I start taking them. So that this starts to clear up. You know, look fine, and um, and I start breaking. I start breaking out in hives. And I'm like, what is going on? And uh, you know, so for about a month, I had hives. Like couldn't figure it out. Yeah. I went back to them and said, you know, I am having hives or like, Oh, don't know what to tell you. Um, yeah. Cause I doctors practice by the way. So stop thinking that white coat makes them superior to the rest of us. It does not. I did, I did go get <clears throat> allergy testing, just blood work testing. I didn't do the whole patch <clears throat> testing or anything like that, but uh, you know, didn't come back with anything other than I had maybe a possible, like it was on the verge of whether I had a latex allergy or not but I don't really react to latex and it, you know, as far as I know, I'm um, being alive. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, and so, uh, yeah, I still put it, I'll mark it on the form just in case, you know, because I, I'm like, well, I'll, I'll use non latex things yeah. as much as possible. Um, but anyway, so finally I decided, I was like, okay, well, it's gotta be something dietary then. And I took all, yeah, I was like, what do I eat the most of? And at that time in my life, it was um, Pizza. bread, tomato and cheese. Yes, pizza. <laughs> yeah, pasta, bruschetta. Uh, you know, pizza like, and pasta. That's it. <laughs> Woo! I loved Italian food. Yes. I, I mean, my favorite drinks were Bloody Marys, and oh, you know, shit. So, you were really doing it, like yeah, I yeah. you know, and uh, and so yeah, I was like, okay, so I've got to take these things out of out of my diet. I take those things out of my diet for a month, and they you know clear up, and um. And I was like, okay, so let's st- slowly start introducing the bread. Bread first, and I, right? And I did cheese. <laughs> yes, <Yeah. laughs> of course. I know the order already of the and then, reintroduction. And then I did tomato. And so, you know, I would eat some tomato and I would like, you know, like, and, mm-hmm. okay. And I would get a little itchy. And then if I ate, to what figured out finally through, you know, process of elimination. What really got me was on my 30th birthday, um was doing a float down Jenny Springs we did a you know my my girlfriends go camping every year and they have a big ass spot in Jenny Springs which is now mm. going to be like uh dewatered by Nestle um but um we talk about that on a Wednesday show if you want to <laughs> yeah we need to um we would do floats so I decided I was like fuck it I'm gonna do a big ass Bloody Mary and float down the river this morning and so I made a tumbler full of Bloody Mary and oh, we girl. went down that river and um by the end of the evening I was full-blown hives and <laughs> full-blown hives that bloody mary was like i got you um and so you know i i didn't eat tomato for a good period of time and then i moved out to colorado and um was working down in you know, at a dispensary in denver and one of the guys walked in and he had this like purple ugly heirloom tomato and i was like oh my god that is amazing and um, he was like, he cut it open. He's like, would you like to try some? And I was like, I was like, I shouldn't because I have this allergy. <laughs> You're like, should I, I like, should I? I was like, fuck it. I'm going for it. It's worth it. Right. It's not anaphylactic. Yes. I've just had highs. We're good. Right. Yeah. <laughs> Pop that tomato in my mouth. And I was like, this is the best thing I've ever tasted. One, um, two, I didn't get affected. Right. Didn't do anything. So you think like, it might have okay. been like the breed of tomato. Like were these processed foods that you were eating? Yes. So then I was like, okay, I'm going to start experimenting. I'll, I'll introduce it back in. So then I'm like, itch, you know, so if I eat it one day, it'll, I'll get itchy like a little bit, you know, here and here and 
eat it another day and it might increase and then might yeah. move to my arms. Uh, you know, third, third time I eat it was the charm where, I, yeah. you know, so I was like, Full okay, blood. so three times. And, um, and so then I was like, okay, so then I just started eating heirloom and organic tomatoes, tried not to, you know, eat anything right. that was processed from restaurants or if I was at a restaurant, if it was farm to the you know, table, fine. Um, and so would kind of do things like that and dabble a little. Well, recently I have just been eating tomato like I can like it. you don't have an allergy like, like I don't have like that none of that happened like none of that happened and um and so I I think that that's really just where it was at um, and I you didn't did really you get... were actually you were here Wednesday with kind of some swelling some yeah puffy face and yeah <laughs> and so it's still red a little bit and um uh, I did stop putting one of my you know two of my salves on my face that I you know have been using for years so I'm like ah um but also I'm gonna take the tomato into account (laughs) yes yes um yes definitely I mean definitely look at both of those items the most exciting thing what's up Denise um the uh oh from North Carolina you know I'm um my family's from North Carolina so I I know a little bit about I grew up a little bit out there I went to high school in South Carolina um, I was going to say about the organic and stuff is that um, there's some research that shows that like uh, celiac is in actually quite a quite a bit fewer people than those who have it, who are diagnosed with in the United States. A lot of the problem, like like these same people could go to uh, a different country where all of the food is fresh, fresh made. There's not a lot of processing happening and eat bread all day long um, and not get sick from it. And so I know I'm waiting for it to be legal out there too. I want, too. I want my, yeah. my uh, family to have access to it legally um, and friends that I have out there as well. Um, but yeah, so there's some research that shows that a lot of our food allergies in the United States are because of how our foods are processed and um, how they're um, uh, kept, like like we can keep them for a long time, you know, and stuff like that. So the word just escaped my brain for what that is, because <laughs> I'm stoned. But um, yeah, so um, that's interesting that I think that I want, like, I wonder if also the the breed of the tomato so you said it was one of those big ugly purple ones that that guy came in with right mm-hmm. oh man those things are so good but there's something different about them right they don't have there's something that that's not in them or something that's in them that's causing them to be purple and not red or whatever i yeah i don't know yeah i've i've been i've seen different tomatoes like you know just yeah through different restaurants that i've been to that that kind of carry those heirloom or you know uh those things are so good whatever and also green tomatoes um, i will get down on a fried green tomato all day long what it really yes. did remind me because you know people use roma tomatoes everyone's going to these roma to- roma tomatoes are like uh, and just don't taste like it's like they don't taste like anything they, they, and then, they, yeah they're very bland and even if you, you know, but again, you can tell the difference, uh, the taste difference of an organic heirloom mm, you locally can. grown. Then you, you, know, you the, can believe that you can't, but there's <laughs> like, you know, where I first noticed the taste difference between organic and just like regular shit um, is uh, blueberries. 
I was one day, I just picked up some organic blueberries and I think I picked them up by accident or they were on sale or some shit. And I picked those things up and I was like, I, I felt like I had never tasted a blueberry before in my life. I did. I did. I was like, I'm never, right? like, I'm oh, never God, not eating organic blueberries again. I'm never not eating organic blueberries mm-hmm. again. So, you know, say what you want about the, or, and I mean, you know, you've of course got to be careful with those labels and stuff because you can put organic on anything. Shit is organic. So, you know, you just gotta be, gotta be careful what you, um, what you're looking at. And still, even if it's marked organic, um, um, even if it's marked organic, uh, then that doesn't mean it's good for you. Like, I feel like, um, um, I feel like, I don't know what that comment means. <laughs> Playing at two times speed. Does that mean we're not talking fast? Or enough? am I talking too fast for you? Cause I might be, um, anyways, who cares? Um, but, uh, shit, I lost my train of thought. Thanks a lot. Anyways. So, <laughs> that's almost like I can't see the comments like I can actually on my phone see the comments with the way that I'm logged in now so um but I I can't keep up with it it's like it would and talk at the same time which is right. I mean one of that's why I was having a problem with the, the intro because I could hear myself <laughs> I could hear myself and and like I was trying to say the words so it was like really fucking me up but I'm gonna I'm gonna do better tomorrow tomorrow i mean not tomorrow but next next show oh which is gonna be like um the following monday i guess we should tell all of oh, you oh yeah that. we should talk about that we are <laughs> what are we, we not are doing off on wednesday? wednesday what are we going to be doing instead <laughs> we are not actually off on wednesday so i'm actually heading to denver tomorrow um and then you're going to be heading to denver on wednesday and we are going to an industry event. Uh, we've been invited by Eureka Vapor. If you're in California or Colorado and Eureka Vapor is not on your shelves, you should definitely ask for it. Ask them why they don't have it on the shelf. Um, and so we're going to an event at the Marijuana Mansion. I'm super excited about it. I've never been to a Marijuana Mansion before. So super exciting. Um, we're probably going to do some like video clips and some pictures for our web pages. So definitely check out solo.to slash cannabis closet 420, um, to check out our links like Instagram. And, uh, we have a Spotify link on there too. And so we have links where you can find us. Um, but we'll post all of that stuff on our Instagram and our Facebook page for sure. Um, but yeah, we're not going to have a show on Wednesday because we're going to be working on Wednesday um, to make sure that we're prepared for um, this for for this uh, event. So um, if you want to follow us, check out solo.to slash Cannabis Closet 420. Uh, Cannabis Closet 420 at gmail.com is where you can get in touch with us. And uh, I'll pop that Discord link in the in the uh, chat uh, very shortly. So uh, we'll make sure we have that uh, for sure. Let's talk about why I'm mad today. Why are let's you just, mad today? Let's just transition be. right into that because I am so <laughs> fucking irritated. So this week has been this week has been a week of people like I don't know why I've I, I need to stay away from the comment section, honestly. Um, but then like I look I, I'll look at something on Vice or whatever and it'll it'll have a headline right about like this cannabis and covid story oh by the way the only exciting thing that happened to me this week is that my my ring light that i use broke so it's a little bit 
like more ambiance in here today. I just noticed yeah. it. Um, so anyways, so, so there'll be like a headline that cannabis uh, could help prevent COVID, right? That'll be the headline. And then, so then everybody just reads the head. This is what, this is the part that pisses me off, right? So everybody just, you know, like reads the headline and then doesn't bother to take those extra, you're already on the internet. You're going to be there for like at least 30 minutes to an hour plus, right? And you're scrolling, 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 do something with that scroll. If you see a headline that sparks interest in your brain, don't just make some asinine comment in the comment section about it, but rather click the link like it asks you to do because you're already taking time scrolling anyway. So what's this extra click? It's not a big deal. Click the fucking link. I know it's a little bit more difficult in Instagram, right? You got to click on the bio and then you got to click on the link in the bio and then find the story. But still, you're oh, you, it's still time wasted on the internet. But this time you're actually doing something worthwhile. What pisses me off is that people read the headline, get excited. I smoke cannabis every day and I haven't gotten COVID yet. That's you. First of all, you are not a study. Okay. Nobody's, you're not an anomaly or, you know, like whatever, you're not some special specimen that whatever happens to you happens to the rest of the whole United States, right? It's just, or the whole rest of the world. I shouldn't just limit it to the United States. Everybody does this across the whole world. So like you are not a study and, and, and like, and like, and like you smoking cannabis and not having gotten COVID uh, just might make you one of the people who's gotten it and doesn't have any symptoms, who um, is uh, who ha- who just isn't going to get it, who just isn't going to get it. Some people just don't get it. Um, Very it could symptomatic. Be that or, My, yeah. Or or you could just have not gotten it yet. So like, calm down. Your time might be coming. I know so many people who smoke copious amounts of cannabis who have gotten COVID and have gotten it very badly. So we can't even. So the, my problem with this is, I know I'm jumping around on this, but my problem with this is, is that we read this, we read the headline, right? And then some asshat goes in the comments and makes some stupid comment, right? And then when somebody who's been, I don't know, studying cannabis for a decade or more comes in the comments and says, hey, just because, for people who are actually looking for information and haven't also, like, just click the fucking link. But anyways, so... I just like, hey, this study was done in a petri dish, and uh, and and it was yes, it utilized human cells, but also it it you know. So I said, hey guys, this study was done. These results were gotten from a petri dish study, and then some the the guy the the person I don't know guy girl who gives a shit. Um, the person says something like. It says right there. No, what it says right there in the headline, actually, which you also didn't clearly bother to read completely, is that uh, is that uh, that real humans have been surveyed and given their and given their opinion about their health. Like it's a self-report. That's not science. OK, that's just a survey. That's just a survey. Of, of of also also a small control like a small group it's just like a so, lot goes more into a study right, <laughs> a lot more right exactly <laughs> so this study this study is just at petri dish phase the next phase would be animal trials actually and then human trials that's just how it works because 
we try to do science as ethically as possible, although some of us would argue using animals who don't have a say in the matter is not ethical, but that's another subject for another day. Which so is really, why there's Petri dish uh, right. <laughs> studies <Exactly>. first. <laughs> um, for those of you watching on TikTok, if you want like the whole conversation, you can go to solo.to slash Cannabis Closet 420. You can find us on Facebook Live, uh, Twitch, and YouTube right now. We are live um, on the podcast. Join us in the in the comment section, um, by all means, I'd love to, to have your input, especially I see some of y'all in here. I would definitely love to have some of your input, but anyways. Um, so, so, and we're gonna be talking about the war on drugs today. Um, so it bothers me that we have this access, this access to information, right. And we just fail to fucking utilize it because we're too lazy that like we're, we're on this short attention span thing. I recommend for everybody to take some time during your week, at least once or twice a week and meditate for like five minutes. Okay. Just do, just start with five. Let's start expanding our, expanding our, um, attention span because our attention spans have gotten so short that we have, we just don't even fucking bother anymore. And so this person was like, I don't know if I have the link to it. It was on vice. And then my comments stopped posting because this person deleted all of their stuff. And then I couldn't find the article again. This person said, oh, that's me that I'm just talking oh, to this other person. You're good. Oh, 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 okay. You're talking mm-hmm. to, okay, great. Um, post, yeah. Post in the comments, post a link in the comments. Um, Oh yeah. Uh, maybe oh, it send it to Cannabis Closet 420. Send it to Cannabis Closet yeah. 420 at gmail.com if, if, for, if for any reason you're unable to post a link because YouTube doesn't allow that. Yeah, um, it's not coming in as a, lo- as a link. It's just the, the, yeah. Right, right, right. That's okay. So, so, so the person says it's not the same study. And I go, look, all you got to do is click the damn link. And there's another, there's a link in the article that says what study they're talking about. And if you click that, you know where it takes you to the original fucking study, which, so it's the same fucking, it's just so infuriating. And then they want to argue with somebody who's been doing this. And like, also, by the way, by the way, just as a, as an add on to this, you absolutely are allowed to have a different opinion than somebody else. Like if it's an opinion, I was stating things based in fact, and this person was not, but if you have an opinion (laughs) or a different thing to say than somebody else, you can absolutely do that without insulting the other person, without being like, you're a dumbass. Somebody came at me the other day and said, uh, said like, use the word genius sarcastically at me. And I was like, does that help you make your point? Like, I don't, I don't understand why you need to insult me to also make, if your point is valid, you don't need an insult with it. If your point is valid, you don't have, you, no insult necessary. That's, that's it. You're insulting somebody so that you can knock them down a peg or two to try to win the argument. And for me, that just doesn't work for me. That just infuriates me. And, and I've, I mean, I guess that's what you're trying to do. You're trying to like ruffle somebody's feathers so that they can't have a, a logical conversation with you anymore. Cause now you've come, like you come at me, bro, I'm a bust your ass. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, that's my attitude about it. You lucky we on the internet is all I'm saying. Cause you don't really know me. But having said that, I also like, 
like you don't have to do that. We can just, if you know what you're talking about and you can back up what you're talking about, you don't have to insult me and I don't have to insult you. Correct. That's it. And then, so this guy says, I did read the study after saying all this shit. I did read the study and I go, you know, awesome. Clearly you didn't like all of your commentary says that you didn't read any of it, but cool, cool. Awesome. Like I don't, I'm done. So it just really like for you guys, if, you guys, if you're doing that, please stop. If you're, if you can hear my voice, you are watching or listening to our podcast. That is the Cannabis Closet Podcast. Sorry, the Cannabis Closet Podcast with Canna Queen and, and MJ. I am like beside myself today. So excuse me for not being able to talk, but take a sip of water, darling. I know I'm going to, but if you <laughs> do breath. that, if you do that, just, just stop, just <laughs> When you're scrolling and you see a, and you see a headline that's that's like that's like clicks in your brain like oh that's interesting that cannabis can help with COVID. Hear my voice, click the link, read the article, understand it, click it. And if you don't want to click the link, check out our cannabis and COVID uh, episode. We just we just talked about it. We just talked about it. Absolutely. All right. I tried going with that. Uh, I tried typing in the link here. Just like, I can't copy paste from, you know, whatever. We'll post it if you, uh, um, if but you I tried link, and it won't let me there. So if you have that link, um, we will, we will post it on our Facebook. I'll try to find it later Maybe. with the keywords. It's just, it's not popping up for me right away. And um, it's my technical difficulty for the day. So um, cool. I understand. <laughs> just so everyone knows it's a, that's always a specialty of the show where it's always brought to you by a technical difficulty by and, technical uh, difficulties. and we like to uh, get through them and, um, we do well with that. So. <laughs> so this, you know, are you, are you, are you, are you spoiler? Are you sending a spoil? Are you spoiler alerting our show right now? Yo, they have been the whole time like, they're, they're way ahead of us. They're like, way, way, way ahead of us. us they're like, let's we get to, to talking about this. They're stuff. like, you're fifth. That's they're like, they were like, you're 15 minutes behind. Um, uh, we're like, we're just starting we're to just you know, make sure everyone's started. getting in here. Yeah. We make um, sure so, but thank you for being here. Talk so Yeah. Thank you. Gonna, you are posting. A, if you guys go into YouTube and you see these comments, uh, there's some, there's some good commentary in the comments, but we haven't actually started talking about it yet. Um, I want to let you guys know that if you want to hang out with us ever, you ever want to brainstorm with us, just smoke with us. You got to want to, you need somebody to commiserate with, um, hit us up on our discord. You can check us out on our discord. Um, the only rule is you got to treat other humans like humans. They're uh, expected to treat you like a human being. We're not going to be mean or bigoted to each other. Cause that's against the rules. I will kick you out myself. Um, I don't tolerate that kind of shit. If you are watching on TikTok, I'm leaving my TikTok on because why not? Um, you guys are learning. At least you're hearing my side. Um, but if you want to hear both sides of this conversation and check out what's going on in the comment sections, um, you can join us on twitch.tv slash Cannabis Closet 420. You can join us on Facebook Live and you can join us on YouTube also. You can find all of our links on solo.to slash cannabis closet 420 that's where you can find all uh most of our links i gotta update it a little bit but yeah so check us out there um, i'm not sure what i understand about still over 21 minutes behind playing at two times yeah i don't speed. i don't know what you're talking about we're, we're live, live right now. <laughs> we're we are live we are 31 and, minutes um, into the show 
and uh, we are playing at normal speed, and uh, this is part of the show. We banter a little bit in the beginning so that people can um, get here and get um, the meat of the show if that's what they're looking for. Um, so but we do a little bit of... us, and thank you yeah, for being here. And we're interesting, so don't even worry about it. Um, if you guys are into the King Palms like I am, you can definitely get 15% off this month by using code KPTCCPJAN. So KPTCCPJAN. If for some reason that doesn't work, hit me up. Y'all know where to find me, Canna Queen DGO, everywhere I go. Um, so hit me up and I'll just create another code for you. So um, I'll make sure that you can get that 15% off. If you want it, you can have it. I will make sure of that. Um, this show is brought to you by CQLLC Cannabis Consulting. You can uh, check out our website, www.cq-llc.com. Uh, you can email us, customer service, cqllc at gmail.com. You can call us, 970-426-5985. CQLLC was recently approved to teach responsible vendor training in the state of Colorado. It is a requirement for delivery drivers and hospitality workers in the cannabis space. Uh, but it's also used to help with... Um, uh, it's it's used in mitigating circumstances, considered uh, a mitigating circumstance, if, in fact, your whole team is taking the class and if, in fact, you get some kind of disciplinary action against you. They will look at whether or not this class has been taken by your team. So check us out. And um, CQLC also does cannabis consulting. So if you're just not sure uh, where to go, if you're a new business that needs help, uh, with licensing, setups, uh, training, give us a call, 970-426-5985. Knowledge is power. That is our platform, actually, our main platform. That's what that's what we live on. Uh, you are watching the Cannabis mm-hmm. Closet uh, podcast today with Canna Queen and MJ. And before we get into our main subject today, I do want to do a little uh, trigger warning announcement. So, Bear with me so that I can say this one more time now that everybody is in here. Uh, You are about to get highly educated with the Cannabis Closet Podcast with Canna Queen and MJ. This is an adult content show with no limitations on subject, language, or actions. Opinions, views, and expressions may or may not be that of the hosts and their subsidiaries. If you aren't sure about how we feel about something, don't worry. We'll tell you. Uh, And you can just take a good look at our faces. It'll probably tell you, too. Uh, So it's time to get this session started. Uh, Thanks for rolling up and showing up and uh, enjoy the main subject of this show because it is it is going to be triggering. We are talking today about the war on drugs and uh, the history of it, uh, how it's affected the United States specifically and some shit we didn't even know. So we could talk about this for four days (laughs) or more. We could probably talk about this for four months. Um, but, uh, we're gonna, we're gonna talk about as much as we can in the, in the space and time that we provide ourselves for this show today. And, uh, and I, and I hope you enjoy, uh, the content that we're about to bring you and yes, read those comments in the YouTube section, because there's a lot of interesting information that, um, toxoplasmosis affected cat is bringing us right now. It looks very relevant. Can we call you toxo? Can we call you cat? Can we call um, you? Because I can't say that every single time I reference you. Toxoplasmosis. I love. I love it. Toxoplasmosis. It's It's a mouthful for me. I gotta drink some water. Drink some water. Hydrate, everybody. Hydrate. 
um, I still have my TikTok uh, on live right now. Um, just, you know, because some people just so, like to have it in the background. So yeah, yeah, totally. If there's people hanging in, that's awesome. Yeah. Um, I wanted to, I mean, it sounds like we're getting ready to get into the meat of things. Um, yes. And Let's so talk about the meats. We talk about, we're, we're talking about the war on drugs today, people. And it did not just start uh, within the last decade. This has been going on for hundreds of years. And so <laughs> um, I think um, I, I pulled something. Oh, God. Yeah, go. No, you go ahead. Go ahead. I'm, I'm sorry. Oh, I I, there's a first document. Yeah, I know. It's right. Uh, there's like the first documentation, um, 1870, 1870s, uh, the first anti-opium laws uh, were directed at Chinese immigrants. Um, the first anti-cocaine laws in the early 1900s directed at Black men in the South. Um, the first anti-M-word laws in the Midwest and the Southwest in the 1910s and 20s uh, were directed directed at Mexican uh, migrants and Mexican Americans. And today, Latino and especially Black communities are still subject to wildly disproportionate drug enforcement and sentencing practices. So that's what we're talking about today. And this was come, uh, this is from the uh, drugpolicy.org uh, issues of brief history drug on war. And that's what I'm pulling from here today. Um, I'll go ahead and include that in the comment. Yeah. Well, this, um, I'm just, I'm sorry. I'm reading the title of the article. Um, I want to, um, can I share... Can I share this picture? Because this is one of the yes, first I things had it I, I was. Yeah. You you got it. Go ahead. Go ahead. Yes. Go ahead. Okay, let me post that. Uh, this is my this is my favorite thing about how ridiculous. Okay. We are well, not my favorite, but back up here. Um. So yes, and so but then when we this let me pull let me pull our banner down here so that we just have the full screen there. It's, I have to pull up my show notes because of how it's pasted into here. It's just not really playing well for me, but I'm like, whatever. I'm gonna... Are you playing a video? Um, no, no. The, the picture, oh, the, the first picture. picture, right? Yeah, yeah. Yeah. That's what you want. But I have to do it through our, sh like, you'll see. Oh, got you. Got you. I, I feel what you're saying. This is so interesting to me. I am only this close, like this good at technical stuff. So I can make things through, but we're. <laughs> Look at this. Look at this. In yeah, in the I'll, 1890s, this is in the Sears Warbuck catalog. Roar, 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 a hypodermic needle with cocaine in for a dollar and 50 cents y'all for a buck 50 you could get cocaine and a needle in the sears i mean that was a lot back in there i wish i could calculate i can somebody calculate that in the comment section toxoplasmosis you seem um very uh well um versed in things maybe you could tell us how much a dollar 50 would be in today's money so they were uh, toxoplasmosis affected cat uh, commented earlier about uh, the M word is I don't know if it's an article a documentary I couldn't find it it, it pulled up a different uh, set of Googles when I, I typed that in and uh, I did not work when I typed in that feature da, 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 da. so I'm, I'll find it later but that's what we were uh, is, is talking about the M word talking about uh, I don't know what that means. Fifteen minutes behind, but I'm gonna be behind. It's fine. I don't even care. <laughs> don't Stop know. saying it. Stop saying it. I'm gonna put a silence. It's gonna take us for... even more. Yeah, it's I know. Gonna take us even longer. We'll be even further behind if you keep telling us how far behind we are. Oh, uh, what's up? 
That is my cousin's husband. And um, <laughs> oh, you're in Florida. Florida's got some new stuff that's about to come down. So I think I think that that's you. I, I definitely <laughs> pay attention uh, to what's going on in Florida because there's a lot of stuff out there that's going on. They're trying to pass. Uh, they've got a couple of House bills and Senate bills we talked about on Wednesday that they're trying to um, get uh, votes on. So um, definitely look into that and use your voice where they allow you to use your voice. So if you have like um, count like city hall meetings or county hall meetings, whatever, um, even if they don't let you talk, you should still show up there, like be present there if you can. Know what um, they're saying and talking about and trying listen to, pass. to Yeah. Listen to what they're saying. And, um, and yeah, but there's, but there's a lot happening in Florida right now. Um, and, and at some point they're going to ask for public input, I feel like, or they, maybe not, it's Florida. Um, DeSantis? I think they do, but I don't know. I don't even know. Uh, but if, it, if anyways, it's like here, they ask you for your input, but only if you get the emails or only if you're Arizona? actually checking in, you know, on those things. And so we're trying guys, we're trying, we have, you know, we're, we're steps and steps behind on, on other things of, as far as websites, but we would like to present a section to you where you can find, Woo! but go to normal.com in your area. If, you know, until we get our website up and running, uh, you know, you can yeah. uh, find your local uh, things going on by going to norml.com and searching your state. And uh, maybe if there's a local chapter, uh, donate. reach out to them, donate. Um, if there's not a local chapter and you would like to get one started, talk to them about that. I think they have that, that capability and Coffee. Yes. I, this is my second cup of coffee all day long. Oh, nice. So, so yeah, so we had that, I'm gonna put this back up, uh, because we were talking about something else, but yeah. So in the 1890s, they actually sold cocaine in the Sears Roebuck catalog for a dollar 50, uh, with a syringe, uh, and instructions on how to use it. Um, and prohibition is just like a form of control. So this is a way for governments to try to control their people. Um, and also is, I think a lot of times, oftentimes stemmed in either um, socioeconomic privilege or like racial privilege. So I feel like that, like there, when, when we talk about alcohol prohibition and we talk about the prohibition of these different drugs that have been prohibited over the centuries um since the beginning of america really um it's interesting like some of them and and it's also interesting what they allow themselves to have and what they keep from us or try mm -hmm. to keep from us mm -hmm. so uh i we just have a, a few like little notes that we're gonna talk on uh we know most of you know Maybe some of you don't, but in 1937, um, that's when um, the Marijuana Tax Act, Act was passed. Uh, and this didn't make cannabis or marijuana, and they also spelled it, by the way, with a H-U. Um, this didn't make marijuana illegal, but it made it very difficult to have it on person because uh, if you didn't pay the tax, then there was like these huge exorbitant fines. Um it was introduced uh, by a representative out of North Carolina, uh, Robert Dalton. Yes. Drafted by Harry Anslinger. So we all know this name, right? 
Um, and again, it didn't decriminalize, it didn't criminalize possession, uh, but the penalties were vast. So uh, in 1937, the fine would be up to $2,000. That's a lot of money. And that's a lot of 19. That's a lot, that's of, money a lot today. of money. We know that. <laughs> yeah. Like that's a lot of money right now. So think about in 1937 and five years in prison. Um, we've been talking about this all day because with this, we've been getting ready for the show all day, but um, the, the prison system is just an extension of slavery. You guys, that's all it is. Um, and I'll fight you about it. It's in, it, yeah, it's indentured yeah. labor. They're you know like and taking people's rights for, for no prisons reason. because they're those people. They they like mm, that's a whole nother. <laughs> you We're know, so, a, a a prisoner project or I, yeah, yeah, we definitely are do, doing a a, okay. a prison show because the prison industrial complex is real. It's a real life thing, and it's 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 affecting our families. Um, so I I want to. I, we're just saying some of these things so that, um, so that, oh, maybe you have a lag. Maybe they have a lag <laughs> and then they can play. I don't know. I don't, just trying to I don't understand know. This comments, man. <laughs> well, we're glad you're catching up. I'm glad you're catching up. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, definitely. Uh, definitely people of color have been mostly affected by this and definitely the taxes that we collect from cannabis sales. Some of it should like portion of it, definitely portions of it should go to education, to um, to infrastructure, you know, making sure we have good roads. But we should also be paying back these families that lost their family because of these bullshit laws. Um, so uh, so I, I want to put things into perspective as far as time, because when we think about things like the scheduling system, right, we think about like how long has it been in place only since Richard Nixon. Only since Richard Nixon, which was in the 70s. I was born in the actually, 70s. Because I they was, actually, oh, yes, yeah, sorry. I was yes, we were, born we in the 70s. The 70s. <laughs> so this, 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 I mean, this happened before I was born, but like, this isn't that long ago. It's not, it's, it's no. like 50 years ago, right? Um, Nixon created the Controlled Substances Act. Um, and this is what outlined the five schedules. And then he had a speech in um, June of 1971 where he he was the one. I, I know a lot of people um, credit Ronald Reagan for this. Um, he he was an extension of this. But but uh, Nixon is actually the one who brought the war on drugs to us. And he coined the phrase in a, a speech that he gave to Congress um, and he called the drug problem in America public enemy number one. Um, and so, <laughs> um, I have years, a note here. Go ahead. Oh, you, you got it. You're reading it. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. So two years prior to this, Nixon had formally declared a war on drugs that would be directed towards eradication, interdiction and incarceration. Uh, the, I find this this piece, this little bit very interesting. And it's kind of like we harp on this a lot because the system is doing exactly what it's supposed to. We have to fight against the system, the system that was built by people who look like me, but with male parts. Um, it is working how it's supposed to work. And it always has worked how it's supposed to work. So. <clears throat> 
Uh, Reefer Madness was again to drive, you know, that is all part of it. To Reefer you know, Madness was about, created by a church. Yeah. 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 <laughs> like, like that video was put out as fact and it was created by a church. And Mr. Anslinger gave his blessing on it. He was like, yes, do that. So this is my, this is one of my favorite things that they've admitted out loud as of uh, relatively recent in, in the, you know, uh 2000s uh i would say mid to into the 20s uh we've recently found this out uh ehrlichman which was um, nixon's domestic policy chief at the time has been quoted as saying uh we knew we couldn't make it illegal to be either against the war or against black people but by getting the public to associate the hippies with marijuana and blacks with heroin and then criminalizing both heavily, we could disrupt those communities. We could arrest their leaders, raid their homes, break up their meetings and vilify them night after night on the evening news, which by the way, there was like three channels owned by like one person or whatever. And they all said the same shit. Um, yep. uh, did we know we were lying about drugs? Of course we of did. Of course we did. Of course. Yeah. And that's, and that, this is why everyone's like, this is all bullshit. You know, it's literally right here. You literally just said, you right. You literally here. said it out loud. <laughs> you literally admitted that you guys were racist and warmongering, warmongering racist. Incarcerating. Right. Mm. Which, which also, which also furthers my point that incarceration is just an extended form of slavery. It's all it is. They're just making money on the backs. Uh, um, anyways, okay. So In 2021, after 50 years of the drug war, others have estimated that the U.S. has spent a cumulative of $1 trillion on this. Um, in 2015, this is coming from the Drug Policy Alliance, um, which advocates to end the war. They estimated that the United States spends about $51 billion annually on these initiatives. And at, 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 in 2021, it was cumulatively so trillion dollars so uh just to let you guys know on tiktok i'm probably going to bounce off of here but if you go to solo.to slash cannabis closet 420 you can find us live we're talking about the war on drugs today it's a very interesting topic and i hope you'll join us we're on twitch facebook live and youtube right now look for cannabis closet 420 and you can find us on those platforms uh my battery's dying so i got i gotta bounce (laughs) um so (laughs) so uh there was so the 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 war on drugs was happening in the early 70s uh but then Nixon was out so then Nixon was out and Jimmy Carter was in and prior to Jimmy Carter being in like around the time of the like him coming into power um they decriminalized drugs uh marijuana specifically in 11 states so for a time in the 70s uh, cannabis could be was decriminalized. Um, yeah, I wanted to address this in a minute. That's why I just yeah, I for sure, to for sure. Before I got lost, so. Um, so so it was decriminalized for a time while Jimmy Carter was in office, but then Reagan took office in the eighties, and he blew this war on drugs up. He blew it the fuck up. Four twenty. Um, you're almost here. You're almost here. <laughs> <clears throat> uh, 
Uh, I'm going to pick up here with the the H-U, what, you know, when we're talking about the M word um, and the spelling of it. And, uh, you know, initially it was spelled uh, with an H-U, M-A-R, or, you know, no, it's marijuana with a J, like as we know. Uh, and and uh, we see it also spelled with an H. I feel like that was for the white folks so that they knew how to spell it or say it properly, you know, because we make people make fun of marijuana and don't know how, you know, and yeah. Sorry, um, <laughs> it's 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 a it's a, it's also no it's it was definitely um, with racist uh, tonalities. It's not actually a word that was they created. They kind of created that word to make it sound more uh, Mexican, more Spanish, and, so that and then vilified yeah. and started saying the Correct. you know the wacko Correct. you know wacky we you know weed and uh, devil yeah any anyway. The negative associations right a lot of the negative associations are built in racism and in in uh, demonizing anybody who would be against that or against a war or things like that so that's where a lot of that was was built on um so yeah so so reagan came back hard right and he like and he and his wife and then his wife was on board too so like they came back hard with this war on drugs they had uh, stricter penalties for, so this is how we know it was a racist policy too. They had stricter penalties for low level and small amounts of crack cocaine uh, than they did for powdered cocaine. So you could have, I think um, the article said you could have over like around 500, I want to say milligrams. That seems maybe right. Um, you could, but you could only have like a little tiny, tiny bit of crack cocaine and get life in prison, be taken away from your family for life. Whereas white folks who were the ones that were using like powdered cocaine, were getting a slap on the wrist going home, maybe having to serve some community service or something like that. So they put these really strong penalties on, um, on the the cheaper version of the drug when they're literally like the same drug they're the same um want to have a reminder real quick uh, check out the our facebook page i posted that uh youtube video of the jay-z and the artist molly crabtree if i remember correctly um, and it's it's pretty it follows along with all this in the art like visually it's just like I wish we could be playing it right now because it, it just it, it's uh, it's a YouTube it shows video, that so. where she you know, you know she's painting these uh, these situations and giving a visual of it where you know in Louisiana uh, you know um, people are going to jail for it still and here in Colorado yeah. uh, people are are Getting profiting rich. off of it that's and, right um, and so and it's it, it's talking about you know it's going you know, from the beginning, from the bill, and it follows along to you know, this whole thing. So check out our Facebook page. <laughs> I definitely want to point out my complete lack of knowledge about cocaine and how it's measured. Cause I, I've never used cocaine. I've stayed very far away from it. So <clears throat> I just want to point that out. I realize that that's fine. I'm okay with that. But the point is, is that you could have a tremendously much larger amount of powdered cocaine as a white person and get a slap on the wrist while black men were being sent to prison because they were addicted to a drug. They're going to be doing that same thing with cannabis. If you guys are not paying attention in some areas, they are already they making already, a differentiation been doing between cannabis and marijuana again. And 
there, you know, and, and, and hemp. And, you know, of course we talk about that and uh, being a line of it, but this good weed and bad weed thing that is being, again, the stigma that is still being uh, spread on this is, is it's still insane. And so, um, yeah, so somebody had posted um, just staying like um, on the subject of people being jailed for low level drug offenses, which include cannabis, but also include other drugs um, that people have addictions to. Um, some people might be selling it on the um, black market or underground market, but generally speaking, a lot of the people that um, are in prison for life um, for low level drug convictions, low level nonviolent drug convictions had uh enough to serve serve themselves so so they had they were they were booked on or arrested on possession charges and the possession that they had was enough for themselves and that's ridiculous to me to be in prison for life to have like enough for myself um that's not enough for myself i mean neither is this but you know what i'm saying like i like um and the fact of the matter is is that i would have never gone to jail for life for that um, the, the, the likelihood of that having ever happened to me, a white girl from the South, never, never would it have happened to me. Um, so that's why I think it's really important for somebody that looks like me to talk about it too, honestly. Um, because that is my privilege that I would have also gotten a slap on the wrist. Um, but somebody posted today about deadbeat dads not being a real thing. And, um, and I said, and I, and I commented on that, but I like, what I have to say about that is that, um, deadbeat dads exist, but were created. I think that, um, mo- like the ones we think about, like, because, because, uh, because the media puts them in our face, because this is how it was presented to us in the seventies, eighties and nineties and the early two thousands. When you think about a deadbeat dad, you're thinking about like in poor communities and the communities of color, like immediately when I said that those were the pictures that popped up in your head, whether you wanted them to or not for a lot of us. And, um, it's because of the conditioning that we've been through. Here's the thing. There are fathers who are not present in all communities, and probably equally so. But I will say this, the government created a situation where black fathers couldn't be present for their families because they were being arrested for having a fucking joint in their pocket. And they had to spend 25 years in jail while their children grew up, grew up without a father. That's, that's what happened. And then it becomes generational. Not being able to have a lawyer and money. And And it's all, and it all, it all goes in. And so then it becomes, but then it becomes generational too. So then you grew up without a father. So then you are an absent father, right? And then your child is an absent father. And then, so it's generational. We do have to break our generational curses, but this isn't the fault in most, in a lot of these cases, I was, I I don't want to, spew statistics that aren't true and I never would do that but in a lot of these cases um fathers were ripped away from their families for some bullshit for some bullshit that they should have never been in jail for and now we this is still happening there are still people in prison for low-level non-violent cannabis offenses and for other low-level non-violent drug offenses as well where the only person they were really harming was themselves and so maybe they need some counseling or something like that as opposed to jail time i digress the point is i think that was uh clinton stood on a platform like yes, that, right? yes <clears throat> the three strike rule the three strike rule. 
ruined families, ruined them. The war on drugs started that. And then he, and then in the nineties, the three strike rule happened and they stood on that. And they were, by the way, they were Democrats. They were considered liberals of their time. They wouldn't be considered that now, but they were. So, so, so this, this problem is probably one of my biggest problems with the war on drugs is that, is that our government systemically ripped these families apart, blamed them for not being present for their children, right? Um, did this on purpose, introduced crack cocaine. You can fight me on this too. Introduced crack cocaine into these neighborhoods. Oh you yeah. Fight they, me on oh, this too. they totally. And there's, I think there's actually a documentary that uh, pretty much goes into this and, um, if sister would uh, choose her nap time to be different, uh, her siesta Ooh, to be a different yeah, time. Yeah, she needs to siesta at a different would, time. She would uh, have that. She keeps telling me I need to watch it. I'm like, no, you're supposed to watch it and give me the sister notes. Yes. Um, <laughs> yes, that's what you're there for. And she's already watching. That's why I'm like, hello. So, so this is my biggest problem with the war on drugs. But let me tell Sorry. you. What else uh, has happened? Oh, you are on the West Coast. Oh, we it is right alarm. now. Oh, it is? Did our alarm go off? Ding, ding, it ding, is going ding. off right now. It is. It's, it's 420. Light them up. It's 420 on the West Coast. I got a bouncy You're ball in my seat. You caught up. Caught up. Nice catch. <laughs> nice catch. Um, happy 420. I'm glad you've caught up. Thanks for joining us today. You've been an excellent uh, you know, provider of information. We, really, we really do enjoy uh, seeing our friends in the comments. And uh, we I can't see numbers or who's here unless you're commenting. So uh, my friend finally, uh, I, I gave her a hard time for not tuning into the show. And she uh, she picked up. Lucy actually tuned in. And uh, she's like, did you know I was there? And I was like, I can only see numbers. I can't. I don't know she uh, say, how hey. to see all the things. And she I was like, say, so you got to talk to me. You got to yeah. talk to me. So I'm like. Yeah, that's what's up. Everybody lit. Everybody, because we're about to go into part two of this. Because not not only not only did the war on drugs, um, uh, I don't say I won't say it created um, this systemic um, this systemic uh, violence against these communities because that had been happening for a long time. Definitely was more fuel to that fire. It definitely uh, persuaded a lot of Americans opinions because like I said, we had like three, two or three news channels and we all saw the same shit every single day. So like we couldn't have an opinion that was different because we were being fed the same news. We didn't get anything different. Um, Y'all that that's why, that's why we, when we did that, what's, what's pissing can of queen off. Y'all, that's why it pisses me off. We didn't have that. So we had to go to a fucking library and flip through cards and shit and fucking microfish and all this shit to get our information. You literally have it in the palm of your fucking hands. Click the link. Just fucking click the... the anyways. <laughs> um, okay. So aside well, from the racist stuff, the government is... We already know the government's corrupt, right? But they are so right. gross, dude. Um, real quick, just to uh, kind of on that uh, in regard to uh, the language and what each administration has done. And, and uh, you know, so the Obama administration actually uh, said they would not use the war on drugs, uh, the term uh, war on drugs, as they thought it was counterproductive to communities, you oh. know, and so that was pulled from good. 
one of these links down here. So, um, Toxoplasma. So, what I, what I, what path. do I mean by these communities? I mean communities of color and communities of low socioeconomic status were affected the most and disproportionately the most. And by the way, I'm sorry, white people, poor white people were, yes, absolutely disproportionately affected by the war on drugs, but not, not nearly at the levels of. Uh, people in communities of color, black men specifically. I'm, I we can fight on that too. I will die on that hill. Black communities were more highly affected than even poor communities, but poor communities definitely were highly affected by the war on drugs as well. A lot of poor white men ended up in. I'm not wrong. Um, I'm not. I'm just. I'm not. Um, the uh, poor white men were affected. We can agree to that. And poor white women were affected and poor white families were affected. But I'm not wrong on that. Black people have been absolutely disproportionately affected. And the reason they were disproportionately affected is because they are still fighting uh, uh, generational uh, happenings from when their families were enslaved. Which, by the way, there are people who are living now who are still alive today who remember their grandparents or being enslaved or remember being separated from their families because of slavery. So like that's, it's not subjective. It's absolutely that black communities. Especially and we're not in, saying that, that white people are not being incarcerated either. We're, we're not saying, saying that. We're not saying of, that at all, in but in terms of you like can even numbers, look at, you statistics? can look at statistically in prisons. <laughs> you can look in the prison system and see who is percentage wise. There's a higher percentage of black men in prison uh, then there are white men in prison. There's absolutely. And also the, that those numbers, those percentages, higher percentages of black men being in prison are in places where the uh, black population percentage wise is lower than the white population. So, yes, absolutely. Black communities have been disproportionately affected. Absolutely. If you're not a straight white man, uh, straight white rich man. Uh, you are going to be affected by these policies uh, based on your race or based on your ethnicity uh, or based on your socioeconomic status. But I will argue with you all day. The black community has been mostly affected by this. And that's because um, <laughs> the black community hasn't gotten any slack. Slavery, segregation, J uh, Jim Crow, like there's still systemic uh, things happening right now. And um, there's still black men going to prison in higher numbers in states where there's not legal cannabis, where white men get a slap on the wrist. Absolutely. And I, I mean, we're not. Listen, we could sit here all day. Anybody who's not a straight white man has is going to probably be more disproportionately arrested and put in jail for these crimes. That's it. But I'm not going to sit here with you and go through all however many different ethnicities there are. What about Slavic? Come on, bro. Like that's a you are taking away from the point of this show. And so this conversation is over in the United States of America. Black men are disproportionately jailed for the same crimes that are that are uh, that are um, done by white men and. By poor white men. Poor white men do also get off because sometimes they're good old boys and they know the cops. OK, so black men usually end up in jail and away from their families. And the numbers bear that out. And you can argue with me about that all day. But, you know, you know, move on. Move on. Um, as an Asian person, uh, you, I you. don't know I what to say about that. 
in terms of, uh, you know, I don't know if we're looking at, you know, geographical numbers or, or what, uh, but maybe that because they've traditional i don't know i was raised white, listen so, um, this country listen but, uh-uh. this <laughs> I, country I got some like, listen <laughs> this country got some apologizing to do to the asian community absolutely we had camps that we put asians into camps and we absolutely Black have some answering asian to do crime there is asian and there is a hate recently on a asian and on recently crime. Listen, there recently, is, we're Asians saying that you know we're, we're yeah. talking about everything here, but uh, when it comes down to the numbers of uh, you know who's getting arrested more or for what, you know we're talking about a uh, possession of cannabis for low, you know, and how many men that are sitting and and women, um, men more than women, uh, because numbers. then you want to fight on that. There's oh, are there more women? And, yeah, no, there are more, more black women. You know, I'll tell you that more, there's more yes, black more women black in prison women, than exactly. white women. So. Just so we're clear, we are <laughs> uh, we're on. The I also side want to just say that the, that the war on drugs doesn't affect people who have opioid addictions. They don't go to jail I mean, mostly. And you've even you already called yourself out that you are a white Jewish man that and you um they are the oh, least of arrested. Mm, um, no more. No, so, we're done so, with that one. Hey, listen, again, we're done. I don't know hey. where you're coming from. MJ, at, at what MJ, point you're just hey. trying to be the devil's advocate. No, no, of- they are. MJ, this is our friend. This is our friend from long ago. They've mm-hmm. welcome back to season two. We're done with that conversation. Okay. Um, let's. <laughs> you said, even, I thought you said, no, okay, hey, MJ, Jewish. don't even, okay. don't, you're, it's cool. taken away from the show and I don't want to take away from the show. So we to go get ahead back and... into the subject of the show, let's not take away from what we're talking about because what it is is very important. So back online. Oh, so that is that is the that is the we don't care. Um, that is the um, basis of of what really irritates me the most about the war on drugs. But what when I when we were reading about this, I started reading about um, things that uh, that. I, I guess they shouldn't surprise me, but they kind of did. Cause I was like, oh man, that's super, super, super shady. Um, that the government is is doing that. And but then uh, also I'm not surprised that the government is doing that. You know what I'm saying? Like I'm not I'm not shocked by it. So um any of you who have seen the film, uh, The Manchurian Candidate, uh, which was um, done in 1962 as a Cold War thriller, uh, it was based on a 1959 op- uh, novel, and uh, it was uh, called the Operation Midnight Climax, part of the Mind Control Project that ran for more than a decade, saw CIA bankrolled prostitutes lure unwitting testers into CIA safe houses where they were dosed with psychedelic drugs to have uh, their altered states observed through one way glass. So while the United States government is, is like putting um, all of these restrictions on their citizens, um, especially when it comes to drugs that are actually not dangerous or not dangerous in higher levels like LSD is it could be it's man-made it could be very dangerous depending on how it's made and everything and in higher levels psych psych uh, psychosis can definitely set in with that they were testing it on human beings like behind our backs 
while they were also prohibiting us from using things like marijuana. Um, but this one is like this. So I found this on the History Channel's website. And um, this is like, I was like, what in the crazy? I'm so upset about this. I, it, it just, to me, it doesn't make sense. Our friend want to talk about Jews? Let's talk about Jews. Okay. So uh, the CIA's support of a Nazi official helped launch South American drug trade. Um, this this um, article is called Eight Times uh, America, what does it say? Uh, Eight Times America's War on Drugs was Stranger Than Fiction. So the Manchurian Candidate is real. That really happened. Um, there's a couple documentaries on that too, on, on those LSD projects. But this one pissed me off, I think, the most. Um, despite his brutal reign as the Butcher of Lyon, Klaus Barbie became a CIA asset after World War II. Like many high-ranking Nazi officers, he fled to South America after the war, where he became chummy with some of the most fearful drug lords in history, including Pablo Escobar, Roberto, uh, sorry, I said that in Southern, I said that in Southern, <laughs> Roberto Suarez Gomez, uh, one of the inspirations of Scarface. And with the complicity of the CIA, Barbie and a team of Nazi mercenaries known as the Fiancés of Death helped Suarez Gomez in his goal to overthrow Bolivian government and turn it into a narco state. So like, it's our fault. And that's why I said that we introduced crack cocaine <clears throat> into these communities because we did. <laughs> <laughs> like we literally let a Nazi go to fulfill our mission to keep poor people poor and black people segregated. We didn't care about what this man did. And let me, if for those of you trigger warning, for those of you not familiar with the butcher of Leon, let me just give you a few highlights. Okay. Let's pull this article up because my computer's being slow again. And I don't know why <laughs> <laughs> this guy is, he's horrible. He's, I don't, this is also on the History Channel. Um, so it's a short article too. It's definitely worth worth a read. Check out the History Channel, you guys. Uh, so he is responsible for. First of all, this ha they posted this in May May eleventh, nineteen eighty seven. Okay, this is from nineteen eighty seven. Um, he finally went on trial, I guess more than four decades after the war, World War II. He was charged with 177 crimes against humanity. He was a Nazi chief in the secret police in Lyon. And um, he sent 7,500 French Jews and French resistance partisans to concentration camps and executed 4,000 others. Um, he personally tortured and executed many prisoners uh, in 1943, he captured the leader of the French resistance and slowly beat him to death. Uh, he sent 44 children and seven of their teachers to Auschwitz. Um, of the 51, only one survived, and it was a teacher. Um, I will put you back in timeout if you continue to argue with us, because that's not how this show works. Um, Barb, I will actually just kick you out, because you have some interesting shit to say, and that's great, but you're not going to argue with us. 
Um, he returned to Germany at the end of the war, um, burned his identification tattoo off and assumed a new identity, uh, but still went to anti, uh, he still, um, or he engaged in underground anti-communist activity. Uh, and in June, in 1947, he surrendered himself uh, to the U.S. Counterintelligence Corps. Intelligence Corps. He worked as a U.S. agent in Germany for us. A Nazi worked in the U.S. Intelligence Agency for us. Um, and uh, in 1949, oh, oh, for two years, the Americans shielded him from French prosecutors trying to um, go after him. So they shielded him from prosecution uh, or we did, the United States. In 1949, he was smuggled to South America. So we assisted in all of those things. He assumed a new name uh, and he became a success. This this part, this enrages me, came, became a successful businessman. He advised military regimes in Bolivia. Um, he uh, helped Hugo Banzar Suarez, come uh, when he came into power, he helped him uh, create internment camps for his political uh, uh, opponents, which is gross. Um, he also served as an officer in the secret police in Bolivia, and he participated in drug running schemes, founded the right, rightist death squad, regularly traveled to Europe and France, where... Um, he had been tried in 1952 and 1954 in his absence and sentenced to death, but he didn't, they protected him from all of that. So, um, yeah, he got to live his whole life basically. Um, and then in 1987, uh, he finally went to trial for his crimes against humanity in the courtroom. Uh, let's see. He was defended by three minority lawyers, an Asian, an African, and an Arab, uh, who made dramatic case that the French and the Jews were as guilty of the crimes against humanity as Barbie and any other Nazi. That's gross, y'all. That's gross. And he got he like he got to live his life basically until then because we helped him do that. We helped him do that. You don't assume either. Stop having an argument, okay? We don't care, actually. Um so, yeah, I mean, I guess he finally got his. Uh, he was found guilty in July of night or yeah, July of 1987. He was 73, y'all. And he had to spend the rest of his life in prison. and He died of cancer in 1991. He had to live out his whole life. Um, he had to live out his whole life and do great things. And then he only spent a little bit of it in prison. Like literally this was 1987 to 1991. So that's, that's probably, that's pretty infuriating to me that, that, you know, I mean, I know, you know, I'm not naive. We're not naive about anything. We know that the United States is involved in these corrupt things, but the, like, it's just like, God, so gross. You're muted, babe. You're muted. Sorry, lady was whining. So yeah, yeah, it's fine. <laughs> um, but uh, 
<laughs> oh, in regard to, uh, I was kind of thinking in terms of like opium and it just being, you know, like that, you know, the you know, collection of it and, and uh, you know, that how it's an industry. Yeah. We're given these, you know, they, they set up these industries and these, uh, you know, these markets and then they like say they're bad, but so that they can launder their own money, you know, mm-hmm. it's just. Uh... No, we helped these <laughs> bad, these bad actors get into power so that they could do these things. And then like the United States makes money off of this at the end of the day, the prison industrial complex is a moneymaker. Keeping people poor mm-hmm. is a moneymaker. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Breaking apart families. They're making money doing that because then they're putting more people in prison. More people are taking, like, keeping people on drugs. The government is profiting from us, from all of it. From all of it. The yeah, system's so, working yeah. like it's supposed to work, too, by the way. It just, it just is. Yeah. Like it was built to work like this as much as we don't like it because we have some fucking common sense about how to treat humans. It, this is how the system was built by the aliens. Because I can't, I can't, I can't, I can't get my, I can't wrap my head around another human being feeling like these things are okay mass eradication is okay of a of an entire and i just it drives me crazy so i i have to believe that they are aliens Mm -hmm. trying to destroy humanity by pitting us against each other which is exactly what happens exactly yeah. we're, their, their, we're their little we're their petri dish we are the human trial <laughs> we are we really we are. are their human trial for uh some something else um and uh that's right there's nobody in cures here, uh, yeah yeah no money in cures no money but there is money in health because it is now a money maker like no the health care <laughs> is bullshit in health. the united states no, but getting healthy like you know it's now everyone's like okay uh, you know there's this push for getting healthier staying healthy why you know the benefits of it and is now being capitalized on and promoted and you know and you know know, big pharma will never let that play out on a large scale that's that's still on a very small toke i um (laughs) definitely to toke um i i feel like there's never there's never going to be that much attention on on being healthy i mean being healthy in these gimmicky ways is a big money maker always has been because those are gimmicks and like it's like a get rich quick s- scheme you know what i'm saying like it's like it's like a get rich quick scheme so it's like uh it's like uh get get healthy quick by doing this thing right so uh, but yeah, there, there's more money in keeping people sick because then they need medications, they need um, health, health like care. equipment, they need they need their CPAP machine, they need things to clean their CPAP machine, and They're these pharmaceutical use their companies, insurance to pay for these things, right, right, and, these, and whatever company. insurance, sure, insurance, sure, insurance <laughs> is a fucking Double scam. Dipping. And, and, and the, the pharmaceutical companies, look, they don't just own pharmaceutical companies. They own, they have, they have at least stock options in all of these companies that are making money off of people being sick. They at least have at minimum stock options 
you know, for the saline water companies and the, and the, the cleaning products for the CPAP machines and the, you know what I'm saying? Like, it's just, it's just, there's, there's profit in keeping people sick and there's profit in, in making people think that they can get healthy like that by doing some bullshit gimmicky thing, you know, when really what we need is drink water, (laughs) exercise, move your body. Yeah. So we literally, we just had this conversation with, with, uh, with, um, one of our friends about, I think we've talked about it before on the show where, um, one of our friends was having some health issues and we were like, uh, one of the, one of the fastest ways to get healthier and feel better kind of quickly is to fucking drink water. It's like drink water, hydrate Mm -hmm. and stop drinking soda. Like don't drink soda. Um, don't drink any sugar, like Cut don't out drink a sugars. lot of I'm a, sugary, I'm a sugar, clunky shit. Uh, yeah. Like you I'm want, sugar you fiend. want the clear, you want the clear stuff, you know? Um, so, so yeah. And, and literally we've talked to this person over the weeks that they've been cutting out soda and just drinking more water and they do, they feel better. They feel better. They feel more active. They feel more energetic. It's like the one thing, like, cause cutting, when, when, when somebody goes, you should cut out sugar, you should cut out this, you should cut out this. And you're just like, whoa, what? That's so overwhelming. I can't. <laughs> I'm like, you're you right. Me? I, I, love, <laughs> I fucking love, I love um, bread. I love eating it every day. Like I want it. I want to, I love cheese. You know what I'm saying? Bread so like, um, yeah. I love cakes and pies. Like I, I love sugar. I do. I mean, I'm just going to admit mm-hmm. it. It's not good for us. It's the most addictive substance on, on the planet. So I'm sure the pharmaceutical oh, yeah. company's got a little dip into that too. Like to keep oh, us yeah. addicted to shit. Oh, there's a whole but, sugar cane in- or sugar industry. Absolutely. Down in Florida. That's our, you know, so. A- Absolutely. So, so, but so, so, but it's hard to like, stop eat. Like if you try to stop eating sugar right now and started like reading ingredients, you would not know what the fuck to eat. I feel like most of us, I'm, I'm saying you general, you, most of us would not want to know what the fuck to eat. It's in everything. Sugar's in bread, sugar's in pasta sauce, sugar's in, um, in like, just, I mean, think of a food, think of a food that yeah. is a savory food. And then I'm going to tell you how it has sugar in it because all of it all has sugar in it. And so it's really hard to cut that out in the immediate when you're trying to make this plan to like feel healthier and be healthier. Right. You can, you can cut most of your sugars out, the ones that you know, know, but like definitely you, it, it would be difficult to cut them all out. But the one thing you can do to change the way you feel is to hydrate, 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 water, 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 drink a lot of water and cut out soda, cut out beer and alcohol. I know hurting your feelings right now, but honestly, those are so so many empty calories and so much sugar in all of that, that it just, it's, it's keeping us sick. It's literally keeping us sick. And that's what they want. They want us to be sick because when we're sick, we can't fight back. We can't find yeah. out. Moderation is absolutely Moderation the key. Moderation is key. Absolutely. Yeah. You, you <clears throat> have, you have to, if you try not to, like, I'm not going to eat any. How to make a water plan. That is my challenge every day. You know what I'm saying? Like, <laughs> She's you're really be like, good about drinking her water, but I, I drink I, water I, every day, all day, every day, but I, like, I do, but I, I'm um, like moderation helps like just being like i'm not gonna eat cupcakes anymore and then the cupcakes come around and what the fuck do you want you want the cupcakes so like eat the cupcake one not all of them like that's the difference you know what i'm saying like you just 
and not every day. And we don't have cupcakes every day. We have cupcake like once a week or whatever. You know what I'm saying? It's the problem being single okay. and shopping and buying this things is so in funny. bulk. It's and then it's like, oh, drink. I have to eat all six uh, cupcakes. And a lot of us, <laughs> hey, listen, a lot of us suffer from um, starvation economy too. So we grew up in the 80s and 90s. And like, we want to have our fridges stocked and we want, you know, we need to have access to those things. But um, you said don't drink too much water to 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 toke uh, or not to toke. Uh, definitely always to toke. Um, but yeah, don't drink too much water because while cannabis um, isn't going to kill you unless it falls on your head uh, or something of that nature in large quantities, um, breaking your bones and your neck basically is what I'm saying. Um, water, water can kill you. You could die from drinking too much water. So don't drink too much water, but you definitely want to drink uh, larger quantities of, of water and you want to definitely cut out, um, those sugary drinks and the, 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 yeah, those are very addictive too. So, so we're all addicted to something. Sugar is addictive. Yes. So we're all addicted to something. How dare we judge other people for their addictions? We are all sitting here addicted to something. Yep. Um, (laughs) so the human body expends one gallon of water a day, FYI. So this is from, yeah, he like this, he knows these random fucking facts. It's weird. <laughs> <laughs> I love it though. So drink a gallon a day if possible. So yeah, there are people who definitely drink more than that and they get sick. You can get, um, it's like drowning yourself skin. internally if you drink yeah. too, too much water. Be yeah, careful. Too, too much. Yeah. Um, um they do right, they so. taste so good they do they taste so so good but they are even and juices that, even you know different juice drinks and such you're still getting it you know even if it's a natural sugar that's still sugar and you should still be careful just because you're eating using fruits as a you know your sugar source those are still your body yeah. still process is, is a little bit easier but yeah, like right. again you're, it's just not a, a free range to, to, like, to be fashion. yeah right so as far as uh, um, juice drinks, but there. there are people in places in Africa who just eat fruits and um, mm-hmm. and uh, uh, what else? And there's something else, um, seaweed, I think, or something like that. Anyways, um, but um, and they look beautiful and amazing. Their skin is glistening. So, but yeah, you guys, um, the way. Okay, here's my here's my trick for soda drinkers, at least. For soda drinkers, my husband asked me um, if I would drink that Dr. Pepper if it was flat. And I was like, mm, no, that's gross. And he was like, I think you like the bubbles. So I started drinking carbonated water. I started drinking the fancy shit. Like we didn't want to get the cheap shit because, you know, we didn't know how it's going to the fancy shit. If the fancy shit's good, we can get on with it, you know. But then I was ruining the environment. You know what I'm saying? Like I'm drinking these glass bottles of Perrier and whatever. Um, so that year for Christmas, I got a soda stream and I've had three since then. It's my favorite thing. I use it every single day, uh, several times a day. Um, I drink lots and lots of water. I, I do. And tea. I drink tea too, but I that was a water easy... filter. I will tell you this, you I guys, know. you see this face right here. Listen, this face has always been beautiful, but let me tell you this. It has not always been this slim uh over the years in my 30s i drank alcohol and soda and it was obvious if i look back at those pictures i had more bags under my eyes i was definitely more round here so like right down here i was round more round 
um beautiful still uh but uh but different definitely i looked tired too remember that picture i showed i showed you a picture from like seven years ago or something like that where i was those bags dude i could have traveled to a foreign country for like two months with those bags I was just, I was wearing my stress all over my face. It was, it was a crazy time back then. (laughs) Do we want to circle back around to um, our war on drug topic or we want to, and we can always have a, you know, cannabis and nutrition uh, episode. We want to talk about juicing. You know, we want to talk about juicing and actually that's a follow up to, uh, you know, the raw cannabis discussion and, uh, you know, COVID and we're just um, looking for a, a really well-versed person who does uh, cannabis juicing on a regular basis and can talk to us with some expertise about it because I yes. feel like that's what you deserve. Um, yes, we can regurgitate, you know, and, uh, you know, and see what, the, but we would like to, uh, you know, uh, cultivate some guests and um, get some additional, I don't know. Yeah. People um, talking about it for sure. To uh, wrap up the show, the United States is um, just killing its citizens for no reason, Um, tearing apart families for no reason. Uh, Just the last couple of things that I had on this list of eight things that you would think were surreal or whatever was uh, one of the things that we already talked about was uh, that Nixon uh, started the official war on drugs. Uh, Elvis Presley visited Nixon in the White House and asked him for an official badge. I don't know if he got this badge or not. Somebody tell me whether or not. It was in the 70s. He asked for a badge from the Bureau of Narcotics and Dangerous Drugs, which later would be turned into the DEA. And he wanted that badge so he could uh, travel with his illegal pharmacopoeia. Um, in, um, Mexico, they worshiped a drug trafficking saint because the government told, um, the community, but there was this not, I don't know if it was the government, but, uh, drug traffickers, I guess, uh, adopted this story. It was drug traffickers adopted this story that their patron saint was like a uh, Robin hood and, uh, and, 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 and Robin hood was a drug dealer. <laughs> So they, they created the story. So that, so, so that's interesting. Um, uh, let's see. Uh, El Chapo actually got his start at the age of nine. Some of you guys might not have known that. Um, uh, he grew up in poppy fields. He rose to become the head of the Sinaloa Loa cartel. I probably didn't pronounce that right. Um, and in 2012, he was number 1,153 on Forbes billionaire list and number 10 in Mexico. So that's, that's interesting. I said that correct. Thank you very much. I should, I could have said it with an accent. <clears throat> Nicely done. Um, the Patriot. Oh, this one, this one, before we leave the Patriot act helped fuel the war on drugs. Let me tell you guys this. Um, some of you guys might know this already, but this, these numbers, I'm not going to read this whole little clip of it, but these numbers, these statistics blew my fucking mind. Cause I knew that it was happening, but, uh, I didn't realize it was this like disproportionate. Um, so the, the, the Patriot Act was created in, uh, 2001 
because of the terrorist acts that were committed on United States soil, um, they took that fear um, from Americans and um, then took control from Americans under that fear. Uh, so this act was created uh, to, to help uh, track terrorists and terrorism. But um, of the thousands of warrants issued under this act, less than 1% were for terrorism. Over 75% were for drugs. Over 75% of the warrants under the Patriot Act were for drugs. Um, and uh, today, the Taliban's largest source of funds is Afghanistan's opium, opium and heroin industry. So you were speaking to that earlier. Um, it's crazy. Uh, less than 1% of its staggering opium production is currently being seized. And every year since the U.S. Uh, first invaded Afghanistan, the production and monetary volume of its opium crop has increased. So we did that. We did that. And then legal pills ushered in the opioid crisis in America. Not only did it usher it in, but it changed the demographic of the people that we saw as, as drug users and addicts, right? So this didn't just affect poor families. This was affecting anybody that, was, that became addicted to pain pills. This was affecting everybody. This, uh, and, and the doctors were doing it. And I think that uh, we should take these doctors that were putting money in their pockets from uh, pharmaceutical companies selling these drugs to patients who didn't need them uh, should definitely be held accountable for that. Okay. <laughs> um, so, so that, that's not happening yet, but I feel like that should happen. And the pharmaceutical companies that are pushing these drugs, why, why, you know, back in the, uh, was it in the eighties when they said we can't do any, or maybe the nineties when they said we can't do any more, um, cigarette commercials. Yeah. Um, there was basically a lawsuit against the you know, cigarette, cigarette industry and, um, or big, whatever you want to call it. And, um, big tobacco and big tobacco. A part of the uh, settlement was that <clears throat> tax a portion of that they had to put into the advertisement of, uh, you know, this is what can happen to you. The whole surgeon general, like they were required to put this information and, um, you know, again, went away with the whole car uh, cartoon stuff and attracting yeah, to I had all that age stuff. And, um, and, uh, but they pay for those ads. Like they have to fund that stuff. Like, so, yeah. um, and so it's, it's like, I don't, I, I, yeah, I don't know. Dr. B tells it better. They're <laughs> both, they're both pro tobacco and anti tobacco at the same time. They're playing both sides, but it's because the law requires them to, but they're not allowed to put those commercials on TV. And part of it was because they were catering to children. So now I know there's beer commercials and now they're on all day, but I think uh, there were, were laws in the past where they could only be on at a certain time of day, which is kind of where we're at with our, our, you know, radio ads or, things like that. We can only do things at certain times of day. 
Um, in most in most states, that's what the advertisement laws uh, require. And we don't have anything on TV yet because God forbid. Um, but, <laughs> but, but I have seen some billboards and I have heard yeah, some radio seen, ads. And, right. So, um, so, so, yeah, I don't understand, but here's, here's what I was getting at is that I don't understand. Um, well, I, I do. It's, it's about money. It's always about money. If I say I don't understand something, I understand it. It's about money. <laughs> um, but like, li- there are literally commercials telling people, go ask your doctor about this medication. Cause you might have this disease. Like what? Like, when did I become, when did I get my PhD and was, you know what I'm saying? I'm not saying that you shouldn't have a conversation with your doctor about your healthcare and be informed and things like that. But I think it's a little asinine to have a whole ass commercial telling you um, about symptoms that your doctors never diagnosed you with um, and that, you know, you may or may not have had before. And now, and, and there's also pharmaceuticals for uh, relieving the symptoms that your other pharmaceuticals have caused. So like, what? I'm just <laughs> cannabis. That's the, that's the yeah. worst part. Um, I, I do know in regard to the whole listing of all the, the stuffs from, uh, you know, on the warning labels or whatever, it's like that anything that was documented, like for those, during those trials, those human trials where people reported back, uh, you know, they, if they, ate a bad taco and had a, you know, upset stomach and they reported it while they were, you know, during this trial that it would, you know, potentially be listed as this is caused by this medicine, even you though you ate a crap taco the night before, you know, and so they, they have to list anything. What if you by don't eat is- a crap taco? Right. So it's just telling you anything, anything yeah, like these the, people in this trial experienced to be tacos don't kill so everything you. from everything from you can die to um, it may cause the poops. It may cause, uh, you know, they, they right the, when, the whole... the, like you might squirt out of your butt. Yeah. I mean, the, like the, that the doesn't sound that, better. You know, in the, the for, wasn't there like a Lay's potato shit chips like thing where. Oh, you froze. I don't know where you were going with that. You just totally froze. Oh, there you are. Did I come uh-huh. back? Am I back? Yeah, yeah, yeah. You're back. back. It's okay. This is the name of the show is uh, Cannabis Closet Podcast with Technical Difficulties and Ken Queen and MJ. Um, no, like, what, 